Welcome to the Hot Topic Bold Talk Podcast. Dr. Jacqueline is opening a forum for us to discuss opinions on the topics currently trending today. She's also going to share her experience with unique and diverse books that will encourage us all to think differently about the world and change our lives for the better. Together, we cover hot topics and get into the nitty gritty of how they affect our lives. All in the friendly and engaging tone so that you feel comfortable listening, even if it's not your favorite topic. This podcast is the perfect blend of knowledge and fun. We discuss everything and anything that matters today. Don't settle for the same old stuff. Get in on the conversation. Hello, this is Dr. Jacqueline from DTP Leadership Group. My podcast 24 has an important question for you. What have you done about the actions that are being taken to prevent women having the same equality as men in many of our states? If you will listen to this podcast, you can hear ways to be an advocate for women and organizations that support equality for women in the United States. In my introduction, I want to summarize some things I did in podcast 23, since the information will be valuable to you. In that podcast, I provided a summary of the formation of the Equal Rights Amendment, or what is known as ERA, and the reasons it is being placed on the national agenda by ERA Coalition, the League of Women Voters of the United States, and many women in Congress and state legislatures who complete the ratification of the ERA. There are men that are supporting the women's efforts since they have seen the deterioration of women's rights, and they have wives, daughters, partners, and family members that could be gravely affected. With the ratification by Nevada in 2017 and Illinois in 2018, after four decades of inactivity concerning ERA, it has now become a focus for women. On January 15, 2020, Virginia became the latest state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment, ERA, which would guarantee equal rights for women. Virginia was the 38th state of 50, which was the required number to ratify the ERA. The United States Congress has the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this amendment. Now, I want you to hear some of the facts from studies as well as stories that show the reason we desperately need the ratification of the ERA. And I'll begin with a question for you. Have you continued to read articles that come out daily about the impact on the health of women in our country? Here are some facts for you to consider. Study after study of our healthcare system shows that after the reversal of Roe versus Wade, many women are being prevented from receiving treatment they need. Specific races and classes of women are prevented from getting medical attention and their humanity and symptoms 
are often dismissed, which can threaten their lives. Time Magazine, in their February 13th through February 20th, 2023, had a powerful article by Isabel Wilkerson, Our Enduring Discontents. In this article, she describes the caste system we have in the United States that relegates women to be inferior to men and has multiple quotes from studies that show racism in our healthcare system. The first story from the magazine is an example of how Serena Williams was treated, which almost resulted in her death. And here's what Wilkinson says about her. One of the most decorated women in tennis history who had access to the best medical care available nearly died after giving birth to her daughter in 2017. She suffered paralysis in her legs and back and struggled to breathe, yet hospital staff at first paid little heed when she alerted them to symptoms she recognized as a reoccurrence of blood clots that had nearly killed her years before. She asked for heparin drip to thin the blood and wondered why they had not started one already, given her medical history. She requested a CAT scan to locate any clots. But a nurse told her that all this medicine is making you talk crazy, that she just needed to rest. No, I'm telling you what I need, Williams told the nurse. I need the scan immediately, and I need it to be done with dye. Williams persisted and finally got a CAT scan. Lo and behold, Williams recognized in Elle's magazine, I had a blood clot in my lungs and they needed to insert a filter into my veins to break up the clot before it reached my heart. Williams presents other facts that show that women of specific races are viewed as subordinate cast members, as she, uh, which is a term she utilizes throughout her, um, her article. Mothers and babies are more likely to die from the complications of birth, childbirth than any other group in America. The, the black maternal death rate is three times that of white women overall, and not surprisingly, from a caste perspective, the death rate is five times higher for college-educated black mothers than for college-educated white mothers. The disparities are so wide that a college-educated mother from the subordinate class black is more likely to die from childbirth than a dominant class white mother who did not finish high school. The inequalities continue to the newborns themselves. The black infant mortality rate, IMR, is twice that of white babies. And black women with doctorates and professional degrees have a higher IMR than white women who never finish high school, according to the authors of the 2018 Duke University report. Not only does the black-white disparity have infant mortality exists at all educational levels, it is also greatest for those with a master's degree or higher. Further, the IMR is highest for black women with a doctorate or professional degree.
These counterintuitive outcomes reflect both the long-standing resentments, unconscious biases, and pressures faced by those who defied their expected place at the bottom of the caste system and the toll on the body of those who may experience weathering. The dangerous shortening of the telomeres at the ends of the cells as they, by their ambitions and achievements, find themselves in continuous contention with the boundaries of the caste. All these facts underguarded by caste keep black childbirth structurally under assault. I want to read that again. All these factors by the caste keep black childbirth structurally under assault. Further, if subordinate caste would not be attacked or, or killed by uh, people, if the abortion bans were solely about the sanctity of life. But there is a very clear message in some of the stories we hear about this. Visibly pregnant women in the subordinate class are attacked at times over the fate of the, of the unborn, leading to the reasons that we see the reversal for Roe versus Wade is extremely dangerous. In a case of a pregnant woman who was shackled in New York while she was in active labor is a perfect example. Or a pregnant woman thrown face down with an officer kneeling on her back in Kansas City, Missouri. The hazards of being forced to carry pregnancies to, the ter to term could lead to more tragic outcomes and deaths for black mothers and babies. With a 2021 study by sociologist Amanda Jean Stevenson, finding that death rate for black women or mothers will rise by as much as a third under these abortion bans. Given these risks, forced Reproduction suggests an underlying will of the American population to forestall the day that the dominant class white might be in the minority and in the process puts the rights of all people in America under peril. In what seems a single-minded mission, leaders on the far right have pursued a range of unimagined measures to ensure maximum births. I live in the state of Texas. This is a very disturbing part of this story for me. Anyone who performs an abortion in Texas faces a penalty of $100,000 per procedure and up to 20 years in prison. Texans can sue anyone suspected of being a patient or helping a patient get an abortion. Far-right policymakers have been seeking to target people in free states with potential lawsuits if they help patients from restrictive states who cross state lines for the procedure. A proposal that calls to mind the bounty hunter mechanisms of the Fugitive Slave Acts 
before the Civil War. And I think no one is spared, and this is what the Time Magazine article also says. Patients in the traumatizing throes of miscarriage, a fate besetting one in 10 women in her lifetime, have been turned away in the affected states as hospitals fear running afoul of abortion laws, leaving patients to fend for themselves against potentially life-threatening things like hemorrhage or sepsis. Even groups not inclined to see themselves as marginalized, men of all backgrounds who may not be ready to be fathers, for instance, are getting swept into the undertow of the drive for a higher birth rate that could help in the losses in the numbers of the dominant class, white. This is not just black women. It is Hispanic, Asian, and other races that are being impacted by the decision to have the reversal of Roe versus Wade. This reversal was not about abortion. It was to let women know that most of their of their life, they are not they do not have choices, and they certainly do not have equality with men. In this decision about Roe versus Wade, 71% of Americans, including majorities of Democrats and Republicans, say decisions about terminating a pregnancy should be left to the woman and her doctor rather than regulated by the government. So I'm asking you to hear the groups that are truly supporting ERA because women from both political groups as well as men support ERA. With the comments you have heard about the threats against women and their health, I want you to look at the articles on the Equal uh, Rights Amendment that come from Gerald R. Ford's Presidential Library and from Carter's Presidential Library, since both have significant effects about their support of ERA. From the archives.gov forward slash women slash era, here's a comment. First ladies. Rosalind Carter and Betty Ford served as co-chairs for a national ERA event to raise funds for the passage of Equal Rights Amendments. The event, which took place on June 18, 1980, was their way of supporting the Equal Rights for, uh, uh, Amendment, the ERA. President Carter often urged the public to support and acknowledge the contributions of women to the nation's heritage. He held monthly meetings with presidents of major women's organizations. He appointed qualified women to advise him in a number of positions. Notable women that he felt would make major contributions towards the equality of women. President Ford was also a great supporter of ERA. Now, the League of Women Voters, United States, started in 1920. That means they've been fighting for the rights of women for 103 years and supported ERA from its beginning. The focus of the League is that they are a nonpartisan, grassroots organization working to protect and expand voting rights and ensure everyone is represented in our democracy. 
Here's their comment about themselves. We empower voters and defend democracy through advocacy, education, and litigation at the local, state, and national levels. They've supported and pushed for the ratification of ERA since it was first passed by Congress in 1972. Leagues across the country have worked to engage lawmakers and organize at a grassroots level to ensure equal rights for all, regardless of sex, which they believe is enshrined in the U.S. Constitution. In their press release on July 1, 2020, when Virginia had ratified ERA, it's entitled LWBUS Joins Case to Advance the Equal Rights Amendment. And they said the following. Late Tuesday, the League of Women Voters of the United States filed a friend of the court brief in the federal lawsuit, Commonwealth Virginia IL and NL versus Borough, a case that supports ratifying the Equal Rights Amendment as completed by the states Virginia, Illinois, and Nevada. The Equal Rights Amendment is long overdue and the League of Women Voters has advocated for the, for decades that women should be included in the Constitution as equal to the men who wrote the founding document, said Virginia Case, CEO of the League of Women Voters of the United States. As part of the ERA coalition, the League of Women Voters has pushed for ERA ratification multiple times over the last year. Their ERA will pave the way for further legislation progress toward gender equality and would allow the courts to closely scrutinize sex-based discrimination. Now, again, this year, on January 31st, 2023, the League gave another press release. This time it was entitled, League of Women Voters Supports ERA Ratification Legislation by Virginia Case Solomon, who is the CEO of the president uh, of the League of Women Voters of the United States. And this is how what she issued in this statement. Despite significant legal and legislative advances that have been made in recent decades, women continue to face discrimination based on sex. Until women have equal rights under the law, our democracy will never be whole. That is why the League welcomes legislation that would move the Equal Rights Amendment across the finish line once and for all. This joint resolution will remove the ERA's ratification timeline and affirm the amendment to be added to the U.S. Constitution. There should be no time limit on equality. A strong democracy doesn't discriminate against women, but empowers women. We're excited to see the representative Ayanna Presley step into a leadership role for this legislation. And we are grateful for the continued bipartisan leadership of Senator Ben Cordan and Lisa Murnowski to move this legislation forward. Congress must act to ensure real change to end gender-based discrimination. We are long past due 
to finally ensure equality for women in the United States Constitution. Our democracy depends on women and it is time to finally reflect that in our nation's laws. Now, I think these statements reflect the belief of women from both parties, which is evident. It is time for all of us to educate ourselves and find ways to support the passage of, equal, of the Equal Rights Amendment. It can lead to legislation and judicial uh, decisions that support women and can stop the erosion of women's rights where extremely conservative politicians pass laws that prevent women from living their lives as valued individuals that contribute to our country, states, and our community. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Hot Topic Bold Talk podcast. Now remember to get in on the conversation head on over to patreon.com slash Dr. Jacqueline. Bye for now.